0: Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. We are going to continue on here with our um, message that I have been preaching, and that is the five elements of Isaiah's vision. I'm going to reread the verses real quick just so you understand where we're at here. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 6, beginning with verse number 1, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and his train of his robe filled the temple. I've explained that over the previous sermons. Those are all online if you want to go back and hear that. Uh, Above it stood seraphim, those were angels, each one had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. Uh, And one cried to another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. I pointed this out last week, and I want to point it out one more time. Uh, Because it is so easy to look around at our world... And see all that is wrong, and even in our own personal lives, and see all that is wrong, and all that has gone wrong, and all that is going wrong, and forget that the earth is full of the Lord's glory. It is full of the Lord's glory. If you look for, you will find what you look for. You will find what you look for. If you look for God in circumstances, you will find him. If you look for trouble, you will find it. Uh, in fact, look. someone said once, look where you're going because you're going to go where you're looking. And uh, I want to look and see God in everything. The earth is filled with his glory. So the next time you're discouraged, beat down, broke down, discouraged because things have gone wrong, remember that the earth is still filled with his glory. And if you will seek him, you will find him. And when you find him, your needs, your broken heart, your broken mind, your broken life can be healed. In the presence of the Lord, the Bible said, there's fullness of joy. Can you say amen? The posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am undone. That's really where I want to pick up today. Let me finish this, then I'm going to go back to this portion. I am undone because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. And then one of the seraphim flew to me, having his hand in a live call, in his hand a live coal which he had taken from the tongs on the altar, and he touched my mouth with it, and he said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. You know, I just got to throw this out. I'm really sorry, but I got to throw this out. A live coal touching your lips. How many of you think that would hurt? (laughs) He took a live coal out. I'm in the presence of the Lord, mind you. Everything's supposed to be wonderful in the presence of the Lord, except that this angel takes a live coal out of the fire and touches my lips with it. Talk about pain. Yeah, and I've been saying this a lot lately from this, in, in this series of messages, that we oftentimes come to God looking for him to take away all of our pain fix everything in our life take everything that's broken and make it right take everything that's wrong and make it good and one of the first things god does with us is when we come to his presence as he starts working on us Because I know there's a lot of things going on in this world and they're not all your fault, but a lot of times what's going on around us is the result of our own mindset and our own ideas and our own doings. And we have created a lot of the mess that's happening in our world. And if we just looked at what's going on around us and changed something in here, out here might begin to change also. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts, and the seraphim flew, having a live coal and touched, uh, taken from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it. And he said, behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away. Your sin purged. And also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here am I, send me. Who, who will go for him? Who's going to go for him? Who's going to tell somebody that there is an answer in this world? It is not in government. I don't care what political party you adhere to. It's not in either one. I don't care what society you join into. I don't care what club you join. There is nothing in this world that can fix this world. Oh, that's good. Let me say that again. There is nothing in this world that can fix this world. The only thing that can fix this world is outside of this world, his name is Jesus Christ and it's when we give our lives to him and allow him to start leading and guiding us when we begin to fix the world. And one day, my friend, my world can get fixed right now. You can have your world fixed in this service this morning by giving your world over to Jesus Christ. Don't hang on to it. Don't figure it out yourself. Don't try to put it together yourself. Don't try to do your own thing. Put it into the hands of Jesus Christ and say, not my will, but thine be done. And let everybody else do what they're going to do because the day is coming when Jesus Christ is going to set up his throne in Jerusalem on this earth and he will rule the world. The Bible tells us that in the world on that day there will be complete peace. I'm looking forward to the day when Jesus Christ is king of the earth. I don't know how I got off on all that, but I don't even know where I am in these notes anymore. I'll end with this though. Not the sermon. The sermon's not ending, just the scripture reading. Don't get me wrong. Short and sweet. The scripture reading part of it. Who will I send and who will go for us? I think that's where I was. And I said, Here am I. Send me. How many of you would say that? And don't raise your hand, but how many of you would say that with me? Here am I, Lord. Send me. Send me to tell someone about you. Send me to show people how you are. Send me to show people how you want us to live. Send me to show people how it can be different than what this world has to offer. Somebody join me and say, send me. Here am I. Send me. All right. So I have talked about this vision uh, the last several weeks now. Uh, and if you have not heard them, I encourage you to get online to our Facebook page or our web page and listen to the previous sermons. But I want to pick up today with something that I touched on last week, and I want to just pick up on it a little bit more. And that is verse 5, where he said, woe is me, for I am undone. And this is one of the first things that we should experience when we, um, when we begin to see the presence of God, when we begin to see God in his glory, we should begin to see ourselves in such a way that we realize how desperately we need him. I need God. I need him. Some people actually think they're greater than they are, but you will never get a real true picture of yourself until you see yourself in his presence. When I look at me compared to him, I think, woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips. Can you say amen? We need to remember that the Bible is a perfect mirror. And this is why some people don't like to read the Bible. Because when they read it, I don't know about you, uh, I do know about you, I can look around here see every one of you. I can't see anybody here today that probably did not look in a mirror this morning. Because you all look so nice. I'm trying to know. I don't see anybody that looks like they just crawled out of bed and stumbled into church. It looks like every one of you looked at a mirror and figured out what was wrong with your face. <laughs> and the older I get, the longer it takes me. I even had to get a little pair of scissors. I had one one hair sticking out of my top of my head and it, nothing I did would hold it down. I said, "You're gone." the only thing that keeps me right now from shaving it is I'd have to do it every day and I'm too lazy for that but we look in a mirror don't we why do we look in a mirror because we want to see what everybody else is seeing we want to see whether we look good or okay whether we're presentable or not the Bible is a mirror for your soul When you read it, it shows you what's wrong inside. I don't know about you, but I've never been to the point where I wanted to give up on life because I looked in the mirror when I rolled out of bed. All the mirror does is give me the desire to fix what I see that's wrong. The Word of God should have that effect on our souls. We shouldn't shouldn't read the Bible and put it away and say, oh, I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't want that. Listen to me, my friend. It's showing you what's wrong in your spirit so that you can fix it so that when you stand before God, you can hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. You're going to think too highly of yourself unless you look in the Bible or you're going to be too critical of yourself. Because it works both ways, you know. Some people go around thinking they're all that. Some people think they're worthless. Depression hits. I, you, know, you know my history with, with depression. Others, you, others of you face severe anxiety. You know the mental battle that you face of you're no good, you're worthless, you're hopeless. There's, I, I, I can't face. You know the battle. You got to get into the Word of God, see what the Bible says about you. The Bible tells me that I I am of such value that he was willing to go to Calvary if I was the only one that would accept this message. Do you understand that about yourself? If every person in this world and all throughout all of history rejected Jesus Christ and you were the only one in all of history, of all prior and all future history that would ever have gotten baptized in his name, he would have went to Calvary just for you? You alone. You alone. The Bible tells us that. The Bible tells us how worth, how valuable we are. The Bible tells us what we possess. The Bible tells us how much we are loved and how much we are cared about. We, we need to remember that it's a mirror. And then when the Bible shows us what's, what's wrong with us, it's not because it's mad at us, it's because God wants to fix us. I look around these beautiful Sunday school children and even these teenagers that are here in the sanctuary with us today. And I can guarantee you these, these kids get up and mama, especially these Sunday school kids, mama picks out the clothes for them, doesn't she? Or maybe dad does and gets out the best pair of shoes they got. And let me just throw this out. We don't care how, what it looks like to us. If it's the best you got, wear, it. put it on and come on to church. This ain't a fashion show. I'm going to wear the best I can. I'm going to wear the best I can. And if the best you have is a a grubby pair of blue jeans with holes in them, then put them on and get yourself to church. But that child's got the best clothes they have on. Why? Because mama looked at him and said, we're going before the presence of the Lord. Let's get dressed up a little bit. I can look around and see most everybody here. Said, we're going to church. Let's get dressed up a little bit. How do you know? You looked in a mirror. You looked to see what was wrong in the mirror. You figured out what hair was out of place. Ivan, Ivan, Ivan held a mirror up to the back of my head. Not to see how ugly the back of my head was. I already know that. I wanted to see if my tie was under the collar not hanging out. There's no hole for my head. (laughs) But the rest of it I want to fix up as best I can. So the mirror shows us what's wrong. And we use the mirror to improve. But for some reason when the Bible shows us what's wrong, we get mad at it. And we set it aside. And we don't want to read it anymore Because we felt that little thing called conviction I saw the Lord high and lifted up And the first thing that came to my mind Was I am a man undone I don't know about you But undone to me just simply means He ain't done with me yet Go ahead He ain't done with me yet Right when I start thinking I'm something and I got something to offer somebody and I got it all together, I look in the mirror of the word and I realize he ain't done with me yet. He's got a ways to go. And I will be here every morning. Not in church. I'll be here on Sunday morning. But tomorrow morning I'll be praising the Lord, Brother McCoy. Tomorrow morning I'll be bowing myself before him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not only am I messed up, but I dwell in people that are messed up. Right. <laughs> you people are all messed up. And I gotta go to church with you. <laughs> How many have ever been offended by somebody else in church? Walked in, somebody didn't smile. Somebody didn't run over and say, hi, so glad to see you. They were talking to somebody else that kind of ignored me. Who cares? Who are you here to see? I'm here to see Jesus. And who's to know but that maybe that person that you thought should have said hi to you was having a worse day than you were. Maybe you should have went out of your way to say hi to them. Quit waiting for everybody to do everything for you and do it. Praise God. I dwell, I am undone. And not only that, he said, but I dwell with people who are undone. I dwell with people who have unclean lips. I go to church with people that are messed up. To church, I think we got a great church and things are going good, and I love it, and I love the people. And when it gets right down to it, we're just a bunch of messed up people trying to live for God. Hey, I'll help you, you help me, and together we'll make it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because all have sinned the Bible says in Romans 3:23 all have sinned and come short of the glory of God me you the person next to you the person behind you the person in front of you we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God but we've looked in a mirror and we've realized we need a savior Hallelujah Hallelujah Isaiah said this in chapter 64. He said, We are all as an unclean thing. I don't mean to beat you down, especially if you're visiting with us today. I'm so sorry. Ask people. Most of my messages are uplifting. Today I'm beating you down a little bit. We are all an unclean thing. Don't think you're so great. The world may think so. We're all in the same boat. I don't care how much money you have, I don't care how much fame you have, I don't care how good-looking you are, I don't care how popular you are in school. We're all headed to the same place unless Jesus saves us. Huh? Nobody looks good in hell. And so we're all just a bunch of hell-bound people trying to make it to heaven. And we have found a savior. And that Savior is molding us and making us into what we should be. My soon-to-be four-year-old grandchild ain't nothing compared to what he's going to be when he's 16, but he ain't 16 yet, so I don't expect anything more than than I do from a four-year-old. Don't expect more from us than what we are. We are all an unclean thing, Isaiah said, and our righteousness is as filthy rags. All we do is we fade away as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Isaiah saw a people who were lost and did not have a clue about what to do and the more we realize how lost humanity is, the more we should care about trying to reach them. The more we should care about trying to reach them. I, for one can look at this world and some of the things going on and I can feel disgusted by it all. But I'm not going to allow myself to feel disgusted by it all. I'm going to allow myself to feel broken hearted by it all. I'm broken hearted at what's going on in this world. And when the Lord, I'm going to wrap it up here in a minute, but when the Lord saw the condition of the world... And when he realized how many people were actually rejecting him, and he said, Oh, like a mother hen would gather her chicks, I would have gathered you, but you would not. Under the wings of my safety. When I look at this world and I see how far it's going away from the things of God, and it grieves my heart. Isaiah saw a people who were lost. And they didn't have a clue what to do about it. And he was brokenhearted for them. And I wonder if you can be brokenhearted for the lost world around us. And the question was, who will go? Who shall I send? And Isaiah said, here I am. You can send me. I wonder, would you tell somebody about Jesus? Jesus. Would you invite somebody to church? Would you look at somebody that's being destroyed by the mindset of this world and say there's an answer? Because one of the things that the Word of God is for us, and I'm going to wrap it up with this, is that it is a mirror. We can look at ourselves and see what's wrong. But you know what else it is? It's a microscope. Because when I look at myself and see what's wrong, I don't know how to fix it. But I do know this the microscope gets down to the nitty-gritty, to the cellular level. This is just the musicians coming up. Focus on me. As beautiful as they are. This word is a telescope that can zoom in and see what's wrong. But then it becomes a microscope that can get right down to the nitty-gritty and fix what's wrong. Don't get discouraged with your life. Don't get discouraged with how hard it is. Don't get discouraged with how many times something's gone wrong. Don't get discouraged with how many times the same problem has come up. Don't get discouraged with how often this happens. Don't get discouraged with how many times you have failed in the same area. Bring it back to Jesus. Bring it back to Jesus. Bring it back to Jesus. And praise Him according to his excellent greatness. And let's remember to always do that. As this worship team begins to sing, let's remember to always do that. It does not matter how you feel. It does not matter what's happened. It does not matter what's went right or what's gone wrong. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is worthy of your praise. Let's lift our hands and praise Him right now. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m., We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you and God bless.